You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early every Tuesday over at patreon.com slash Thunderquack, or you can wait and get it late Every Friday on podcast services across the galaxy. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. And I'm your third host for the week, Kyle Avery. Yay. Yeah, I we've got Kyle on the episode this week uh, coming in because uh, we're going to we're going to switch it up a little bit. Uh, we're going to do it a little different. So we're not really going to talk news because I don't think that there's any news that we really want to talk about other than the news that we're going to talk about. I. Uh, so we're going to start with our, uh, what have you been watching? Um, and then, and then obviously we'll have our, our ad break and we'll get into the main topic, which we're going to talk about Chadwick Boseman. We're going to talk about black Panther. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to get into all that stuff. So, uh, cool. Before we do that, Amanda, what, what have you been watching? I, in true Amanda fashion this summer have not been watching uh, anything new, but I've been watching a lot of old stuff. I actually rewatched uh, Deathly Hallows this weekend. I don't know why. I just felt like watching Harry Potter, I guess. Um, I was actually, I let cable television tell me what to watch. And um, what was it? The Creatures one, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was on. And then I didn't want to watch it with commercials. And so instead I went to Netflix and Netflix said, well, why don't you just watch Harry Potter? So I did. So that's I basically am just rewatching old stuff. So yeah. I rewatched Harry Potter, and it's, then it's good to it's good that you chose to watch Harry Potter instead of watching the not Harry Potter movies, which are the the Fantastic Beast movies. I mean, yes, there we just I in this house we just pretend like they don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're it's it's I it's kind of cute. I I kind of like. No, whatever. no, Anyways. they're no. awful. All right, they're very okay. bad movies. Right. Not so fantastic beast. They're not, yeah. not so fantastic. And then of course I I obviously rewatched uh Black Panther this weekend as well. And then I um and then because I had to, I then watched Infinity War and then also the last act of Endgame <laughs> because You just, just jumped right to him. I just well, not uh, mostly just because that's the best part. Yeah. Like starting from the when Iron Man and Thor and Captain America are fighting. Thanos until the very end but it also like was in like you know fit the the chatter book was been narrative narrative so that's the stuff that I that I caught up on this weekend was just re-watching old stuff but it was it was nonetheless it was pretty fun so you know cool that's that's it I'm very unentertaining this summer as we've got I actually also reread remember how I talked to you about the host and how yeah. I, I had read it a while ago and watched the movie. I also reread that this weekend because I literally like my brain is something's wrong with my brain and I just can't focus on new things. And I just am consuming old things and trying to decide what kind of fan fiction I would write if I were to write fan fiction mm-hmm. about this novel. Because shocking nobody, there's not very good fan fiction on the internet about no, Stephanie no. Meyer's the host. <laughs> so if anybody has good fan fiction that they can direct me to, please let me know. 
Kyle, you got any uh, you got any good fan fiction for the host recommendations? Uh, you, I'm the wrong guy to be asking yeah. for that. Kyle's like, I don't even know what that is. Uh, and I, but I, will I, say, I, I do but know, this, actually. Oh, you do? But I will, okay. and I will, yeah, Vaguely. I mean, from what I've heard, Stephanie Meyer is the one writing fan fiction, but I don't know. I, I'm I mean, not an expert on the yeah, topic. She's, she is, like, the thing with fan fiction, and this is, like, of Stephanie Meyer's work, is that it's it's like a lateral move, right? Like, and and I'm not saying anything. Like, I actually did quite enjoy the Twilight. I was the demographic for that book, so like, I enjoyed it unironically. Um, but you know, there's a lot of good Twilight fan fiction that exists because it's easy enough to imitate that style and those characters. So there's actually a, like quite an an interesting online world. Like like some stuff that I've actually read that's like novel length and quite entertaining, because that was the specific genre that I was looking for so I actually find it interesting that there isn't any fan fiction in this same because it's the same kind of like soapy book right um and anyways it just seems like it would be rife with fan fiction and it is not or at least nothing that is entertaining for me but yes anyway sorry uh, that's <laughs> I just keep talking about the same things all summer <laughs> so I'm glad that Kyle is here this is all new for you you don't yeah. have to listen yeah. to it like multiple times uh, Kyle, what, what what have you been watching lately? Well, it's funny. You guys were talking about the Umbrella Academy earlier, and I actually just finished the first season a couple weeks ago. Nice. Um, and it's funny because you, you were talking about with the comics on the, the intro segment or whatever, talking about it being kind of unique and hard to get into. And for whatever reason, because I first started watching the show back when it came out, like last summer. Um, and you know it's it's weird it's different but i liked it a lot and you know i just kind of like the the vibe that they're going for and um but for whatever reason i never got all the way through it i think i started it a couple of times and only got through the first like three episodes um and so finally this summer i i was like you know what i'm gonna finish this um i think my wife was out of town or something and i you know just powered through like five or six episodes in a weekend um and finally got through the whole first season so that was fun i enjoyed that uh, definitely wasn't expecting the cliffhanger at the end, so I'm glad I don't have to wait a whole year to watch season two. <laughs> I haven't jumped into that yet, but it, you know, was fortuitously timed. Um, it's pretty much the only newish thing I've been watching. Uh, we've been rewatching Chuck, which is oh, one of my nice. favorite shows that I haven't watched in a while. Yeah, um, I've been watching that with my wife. We just watch that. You know, we'll watch one or two episodes a night while we're eating dinner or whatever. She hasn't. She's never seen it all the way through. Um, and I've seen it all the way, but it's been a while, but that, yeah, that's one of my favorites. So that's been fun. Cool. Cool. I haven't, um, I haven't thought about Chuck in forever. I feel like I, maybe you got like three seasons in, I feel like there's, how many seasons are there? Are there like five, five. seasons? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's five. yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I got further than the first three seasons. So I think it's got one of those writer strike seasons though, doesn't it? Uh, one of those, like, like um, one season is randomly 13 episodes instead of. No, I think the first I think the first season is like either 13 or 16 just mm. because it was like, you know, they didn't know if it was going to be a hit or not. Yeah, um, it was after the writer's strike because um, I think it was. Well, now I'm not sure what year did that start. It was like 2007. Maybe it was shortened by the writer's strike. But I also know it was one of those shows that was just like constantly on the bubble, yeah. like kept getting Always. canceled and then fans yeah. would petition and then they bring it back and it would like. I think yeah, you know, like I think the third season was originally only going to be thirteen episodes, and then they extended it, and so it's like there's like a mid-season finale where like the bad guy dies, but then they bring him back because they had to make. Oh, I hate long. I hate that. It's the worst where they can't like they don't get to follow through with something because they weren't sure, and then they didn't know what to do, and then I don't know. Yeah, 
We used to talk about that all the time on Arrow, how they really would have benefited from 13-episode seasons. Yeah. So they didn't have to write all this stuff in the middle. I what you're agree ta- with that. What you were talking about for Umbrella Academy is one of my absolute favorite things. When you start watching something late and enough new stuff has come out that it's, like, perfect. That That's what happened to me with Lucifer. That I caught it, like, right at the tail end of all the hype. And when it had just gotten canceled and then re-picked up by somebody else. So that I, like... I like got on the train of it, like not wanting it to go away right at the same time that everybody else had. So, oh nice. <laughs> but it's, but it's good. No, I. That's one of like the best unexpected things about about catching up late on television that you're like, oh, it's good. It's very satisfying. I hope you. I hope you enjoy season two. It's fun. Oh yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, cool. I uh, I feel like I didn't really watch anything other than uh, I watched the third episode of Lovecraft Country. Uh, which, um, after the second episode, like the second episode ended and you're kind of like, uh, okay, you you guys kind of wrapped up a lot of the story threads. Where does it go from here? Um, and then they pick it up in the third episode and they're like, oh, we just go wherever we want. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. We're just gonna, we're just gonna keep telling some spooky, uh, Lovecraftian type stories. So. Um, and it was, I, I think, I think what they're going for, and I'll, I'll know more after the fourth episode airs, is they're going for kind of like an anthology without anthologizing where it's like, you have your, your characters, your, your, your two lead characters and a few supporting ones that are going to carry through the whole season. And there's like an overarching, um, kind of a mystery I uh, uh, or or MacGuffin really more than a mystery, I uh, and but each each episode or each couple of episodes will have their own little uh, self contained stories. So the the episode that that aired this week, the third episode, was very much its own horror movie, like its own like it's it's like a haunted house type story. And it was like very self-contained and beginning, middle, and end, but it is part of the larger narrative of the series, um, which I'm actually really enjoying about it. Uh, and it's 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 really really well made. It's I it's weird to me that more people aren't talking about it. I don't know why it hasn't found an audience. Maybe just the the horror aspect of it. Um, it might have found an audience that's not a super vocal audience. Like I feel yeah. like people are watching it, but they're not necessarily the people that are talking about it on the internet, yeah. right? Because it's. But what you're talking about, though, too, is I feel like that's what made Supernatural the first season successful is because it was standalone horror stories that fit within a larger narrative. Like I yeah. think that that's like very specific about like that horror sort of television genre trope. I don't know. That makes sense. It sounds like because you can step in and sort yeah. of it's the kind of audience that's going to attract people week to week rather than people that are going to be like diehard viewers. Uh, it's it's a it's not quite as as MOW uh, uh, as something like Supernatural or or Smallville. Uh, I I but but like it, it there's a little bit of an element of that. But honestly, like. I think you'd lose a lot if you came into the third episode and it's like, because there's a lot of them talking about like what happened in the, in the, in the first two episodes of like, of like, we like, you're just like trying to go about your life now that we're back. But, but we haven't even talked about what happened in the woods. And it's like, 
that that it would be a really annoying mystery element to it where it's like it's not really a mystery you just miss the first two episodes right <laughs> um so it's very it's very clear that like hey you 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 missed out you missed out by right. not watching these first two so it it is very much serialized but but um it doesn't have the uh the lost jj abrams signature uh uh, game of thrones like we're gonna end this episode by making you want to watch the next episode immediately it's mm-hmm. uh, and like that's also like the binge worthy thing right um yeah. so yeah i'm like it, i umbrella academy was is actually a really great example of that where like every episode of that basically ends and you're like i need to watch the next one right now <laughs> um even including the last episode of each season where you're like ah uh, okay <laughs> um Oh great! Yeah. Season two is gonna do that to me all over again. A hundred percent. That's why I haven't jumped in and binge watched the entire season. Yet. <laughs> That's fair. Take your time. The longer it. I wait, the less time I'll have to wait for season yeah. three. Is um, it announced yet? Has it been announced? Or do you think they're gonna do it? Netflix has a tendency to not renew stuff, and it makes uh, me mad. I don't know if they've announced a season. Yeah, three I don't. Yet. I don't think or it's not. been announced. And I'm really because I'm it'll, paying it'll attention. It'll be fine. It, it's Every a big one. Time, Every time I turn on Netflix, the first thing I check is to make sure that it's still trending in the top 10. So that, hmm. that I'm like, okay, Netflix, the show is popular. Renew it. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's all good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just going to keep recommending Lovecraft Country. I think it's a fantastic show um, and everybody should be watching it. I, uh, I'm, I'm so hard pressed. I can't think of what else I was watching over the last little bit. I mean, like we watched a bunch of uh cartoons and stuff like that over the weekend with the girls but uh uh, obviously on friday i i don't think anybody is surprised that i watched uh uh, bill and ted um Uh now that's also that was also the day that that chadwick boseman died uh and so i know a lot of people were jumping in and watching black panther or or you know 42 or uh, I, any of the other like, there's there's a, a handful of awesome movies that you can watch featuring him but for me it was like i was bummed like it like it like it hit hard and i was really bummed out so i was like no now i have to watch bill and ted like i need to i needed the the escape That's and i uh, it delivered it delivered so hard i uh, it's great it is a fantastic movie. Um, the The end kind of fizzled a little bit for me, but only because it was. It's a it, the whole thing is a build up to a moment, and then I think that the moment could have been. It could have just been a little bit better, but um, but at the same time, like like they, they did exactly what they should have done. I think that it may have just been. The biggest thing is the music just wasn't there, um, which which is an ironic thing because it's called Face the Music and it's about them writing the song that that unites the the it, it, it unites reality across time and space. Um, and I, I, I do not consider it a spoiler that yes they are successful. Like <laughs> foregone conclusion, it would be a really shitty movie if it didn't. Um, I don't usually swear on the podcast. That I one know, was, I was warranted. Say. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be an awful thing to do in 2020. Uh, is to be like, here's this movie about hope and uniting reality, and it's like, no, 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 they lose at the end, and reality is destroyed. 
Um, so yeah, they win. But nobody would have saw it coming. It's uh. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, anyways, I think yeah, about it, far for the course in 2020. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that's I fair. I but that's really not like like it's like I said, it's a foregone conclusion. But that's not really the point. There's there are some more twists and turns to it that uh, that make it a lot of fun. It is a very very good movie. It's really really well done. I I it's uh, Dean Pariso, I think, who is the director of Galaxy Quest. For, for oh, those who who no need way. a little bit of a of a of bona fide on that on that director, uh, Galaxy Quest being the best Star Trek movie ever, uh, even though it's not actually a Star Trek movie, um, but it's it so is a hundred percent the best Star Trek movie ever made, um, and one of the funniest movies of all time. I I like it's up there. I, I consider Galaxy Quest up there with like Ghostbusters and I don't know like the early Adam Sandler stuff and like like if you want like a movie that's just like like you are going to laugh from the start to the end um, and and Bill and Ted although not quite hitting that that peak because um, it's I, I, Galaxy Quest is a little bit mean spirited so it can be a little <laughs> bit uh, for me personally I guess this, this is a this is a personal taste thing like those mean spirited jokes, I think can punch a little bit harder. They can be a little bit funnier. Um, I, I, but, it's such a good Alan Rickman flick though, too. Oh like, he's yeah. Just it, all, but he's so li- likewise, I, Bill and Ted has a great cast, not quite as good as galaxy quest. I mean, like you've got Tim Allen at the top of his game. You've got, uh, uh Sigourney Weaver oh, playing yeah. against type two type. Like, like it's because it's so good because that movie is so good. And then you've yeah you've got Alan Rickman, you've got Sam Rockwell, um, oh, man, I uh, Tony Shalhoub. Like, come on, like, <laughs> uh, you've got Justin Long in like his first major oh, yeah. role. I uh, yeah, Galaxy Quest is powerhouses from top to bottom, and there's no. And then on top of it, the the effects and uh, like Galaxy Quest is one of the best genre comedies of all time um i bill and ted face the music wasn't gonna it was never gonna hit that height but in terms of like the bill and ted movies it is absolutely what a sequel to the bill and ted franchise in 2020 should be and 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 they execute it perfectly it's so good the time travel stuff is they bring because one of the things that people always like, like, uh, or not always, I guess at the time, really like, like took the franchise to task for was it, like the first movie is about time travel, right? And then the second movie isn't about time travel. Like, there's oh. there's very little time travel in it. There is time travel, but there's very little of it. Um, it's actually about them going to to hell and then going to heaven and then coming back and saving the day. Like kind of be defeating death in a game of battleship and, and saving the day, right? Like that's that's <laughs> these the movies bogus are so journey. weird when you describe them out loud. Uh, yeah, they're awesome. Um, I personally like that it switches it up in the second one, but I think that a lot of people in 1991 were put off by it because they thought that they were going to one thing. The great thing about Face the Music is that it takes the time travel and it takes the heaven and hell stuff and it brings it all together so you actually like like there's there's a lot of time travel you go to hell it's in the trailer so that's not a i don't think that's a spoiler um 
and and you have to because they got to find death. So, because uh, he's he's such an important character in the franchise. I uh, uh, played by William Sadler, by the way, who who Amanda, you might remember no, from, from Roswell. Roswell. Yeah. I uh, and William Sadler, go with them. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's so good as death. Did he play the original death? Yeah, in yeah, yeah. First? Oh, yeah. no way. Um. Huh. Uh, yeah, again, like there's an ac- an actor playing against type because he's so often the yeah, he's, the, uh, awesome. yeah like would've. a dramatic, uh, usually a, an antagonist of some kind. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, man. Have you ever seen? Okay, I'm not gonna actually talk about it, but have you ever seen Kinsey? No. Like the anyways, it's there. It's I guess I don't even know who Kinsey was, but basically, like the movie is just like a, a it's like about like the science in in like investigating sex in different ways because kinsey was did something that was like that but there's a character that 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 william sadler plays that just always in my brain like he just because he masturbates on screen and that's like all (laughs) whenever i think of william sadler i think of that specific like it's just so visceral (laughs) that really i that's not gonna work for you when you're watching roswell i know that that's gonna mess up (laughs) watching roswell because you're like i'm supposed to take you seriously you're supposed to be the biggest threat in the show yeah Uh, at least for the first few seasons like 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 any teen drama show the bad guy will eventually become a good guy if the show goes for long enough um not that he was ever really the bad guy he was just the sheriff he's just trying to do his job but um of course in today's context a cab right but (laughs) i i but yeah anyways i not to get too off on that tangent uh, that absolutely works for his portrayal of death, <laughs> yes. and I think that that will enhance your viewing experience okay. with that character. You well, you, as... you do need to watch these movies. I think that you will get something. Out I of know. Them. The um, internet is finally telling me to um to watch them because it's uh or that and also um the Back to the Future ones because Netflix keeps recommending them to me so it's like clearly i've got a i've got oh, a step is back, it up wait yeah. is back to the future back on netflix as uh, canadian netflix oh yeah yeah there's different, different there are game. very <laughs> few times that it is pretty awesome to be canadian i mean <laughs> i like i do like being canadian but there are a, like a bunch of things that sometimes it really sucks that we don't get stuff on netflix but other times we get stuff on netflix and it's like pretty sweet so that is that is one of the I, see. The I always right forget now. that. Like, that's not the first time I've been like talking to Mike about something, and he says like, "Oh, it's on Netflix," and I'm like, "Wait, what? That's on Netflix?" And I forget <laughs> that he's in a different country. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically what I watched in the last little bit. Uh, and and you know, lots of Paw Patrol and uh, uh and and Bluey and all that stuff. But um, uh-huh. cool. Well, with that. I uh, I think we'll we'll take a break for ads and uh and when we come back we're gonna talk about Chadwick Bozeman. Okay, so let's get into our main topic. But before we do, let's just take a quick second to thank our Patreon supporters. Uh you can become a Patreon supporter by heading over to patreon.com slash thunderquack and kicking in with your pledge. I I'm actually gonna I'm I haven't set it up yet. Maybe by the time that I post this. No, probably not. But soon after. I, I over the next week or so I'm gonna set up the um, the annual uh, uh, subscription so you can actually just pay for your whole year all at once, um, which is a new feature for Patreon. So um, 
you get a whole year of uh let's see early access for twelve dollars it'll actually be cheaper because there'll be a discount uh, i don't i don't know i have to look at it and figure it out but um so on the next episode i'll have actual details on that but uh, f- so you get the whole year for less than $12. What's five times 12? Is that 60? Yeah. Uh, yeah. so you get the whole, the whole year of, uh, of ad free episodes for less than $60. Uh, and, uh, yeah, hun- I guess it's a, yeah, it's a $10 a month would be 120 bucks. Uh, you guys are crazy. The people that support us. And I mean that in the sense that like, it's it, like, you guys are awesome. Um, to support us. Cause when you put it into those terms, it's like, cool people who spend 120 dollars in a year supporting us um but uh yeah so so you'll be able to do that and uh and 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 get get a bonus i'm also gonna set up there i have to look into it again like there's so much stuff on patreon now um that they it it takes time to set it up but uh, they also do merch through patreon now so uh, i'm gonna look at it and and see what it is like it's basically like fulfillment so if you want to do like a t-shirt or whatever that uh that that happens through patreon um and what i'll do i can bring back the quarter the quarterly but it could be like shirts yeah well it's it's kind of why you don't let me do patreon yeah i will have i will have like an exclusive shirt or or an exclusive piece of merch that'll only be available on patreon so when we come back in a couple of weeks because we're gonna take next week off we come back in a couple of weeks i'll have set that stuff up um and uh i and 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 we'll have more details about that but but for now uh, just to thank general thank you to our Patreon supporters, but specifically to Brian Murowski and JJ Samuel, our Patreon producers. Uh, you can become a Patreon producer as well if you go to patreon.com slash thunderquack uh, and, and like $20, $20 a month or, or uh, I, it, it'll, there will be a yearly on that one as well. Yeah. So it'll all be annual. Uh, and you we have so choose. many producers. You, you, it's like how real movie investing works or, or yeah. like investing as producers. You just play, pay a bunch of money up front. And then that's good. Yeah. Um, but I, I do have to say, I never really jump in with the thank yous. And I have to say that, like, it's really nice to know that people still want to listen to us talk on the <laughs> Internet. Because, I mean, we had done this for so long with Quiver. And it is a thing that still people are like, well, you still podcast, but Arrow's done. And I was like, yeah, but people still listen. And they're like, well, what do you talk about? And I'm like, not a lot. So <laughs> I do I do enjoy um, like knowing that there's people out there that, that still want to listen to us chat. And even the after show, I, I have to say that it started out as just like, that's like, that was like our warm up. It was just like, it's just like how Mike and I talk. And I think that that's pretty cool that that's now just something that people, people get as extra because it's, it's just how we, it's how we work and come up with cool little chats about comics and stuff before we get into it. So anyways, thank you everybody for supporting us. And uh, I, I hope you continue to do so. And this is, I'm excited to see what uh, what Mike has in store for you with, <laughs> with the new Patreon setup. So thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, let's, uh, let's let's get into our main topic. So I, I, I mean, like, I don't think that it's a surprise to anybody. I don't think that we're breaking the news on this one. Um, on Friday, we learned that Chadwick Boseman, I, I, people people use the term that like he lost his fight with cancer but i would say considering all of the incredible movies and performances he handed in uh while he was fighting cancer uh he he kicked cancer's ass um and then i think just eventually 
ran out of juice. Um, but uh, but he passed away uh, from from a fight with colon cancer, um, which was a big surprise to everybody because uh, he kept it very very secret. Um, and uh, in fact, so secret that Ryan Coogler, who directed Black Panther, and was gearing up to direct Black Panther two, found out when we found out, which I was very surprised by, um, because you would think that that that's the sort of thing that that he would tell, at least like like Kevin Feige and Ryan Coogler, so that they could potentially schedule around things, but uh, but I guess I guess he just he wanted to keep it private and. Uh, I, I, it's, I, man, the, his, his personal circle, the people who supported him and did know, uh, are amazing people because that's a heck of a secret to keep. And for that to not leak, to not get out, um, uh, over the course of four years as he's becoming one of the biggest stars in Hollywood is just astounding to me. But, uh, uh, obviously, I uh, hugely upsetting uh, as I talked about before. Like it, it, I think it hit a lot of us really hard. I think because it was so unexpected. I think that's a big part of it, but also because uh, just because of like the 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 incredible talent and uh, and that just instant presence that uh, that he had. Um, not just as T'Challa, not just in Black Panther, but but in the other movies that he did, uh, I, he he yeah he's an incredibly talented person, um, and so it was just it's just one of those things where it's like all of a sudden, you know, it's like like I'll put it this way: if Harrison Ford died tomorrow, I would be upset, I would be really upset, but I would also be like, yeah, well, he's in his late seventies. Right, like he's he's getting up there. Um, it wouldn't be entirely unexpected, <laughs> but but I I forty three. That's 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 cut awfully short. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's that's I guess the news part of it. Um, how, how do you guys how do you guys want to get into this? Do you want you want to talk about Black Panther specifically? Do you want to do you want to talk about uh, any of the other movies that he did? Um, how do we, I, well, I, I guess for us, it's mostly focused of, on Black Panther, right? Well, yeah. and a lot of a lot of what I'm interested. I mean, it's so great to have you on the podcast, Kyle. I think it's really um, awesome that um, like Mike and I are, are constantly sort of being like, "What is it that we want to talk about?" We want to talk about stuff that's important and stuff that sort of like matters to us. And I think that that was there, like for Mike to message and be like, "Kyle wants to be on the podcast on Monday." I was like, "That." is great. I'd love to just give you an opportunity to really talk because I think what, like for, for me, my connection with Black Panther is, or with Chadwick Boseman is very much Black Panther and, and how he is, as Mike is saying, one of these like rising stars. And the biggest shock of this news for me is the my, my brain just goes to all those places that are pedantic, right? And like how, like the secret nature of it and what he would have been going through and how he, how he dealt with that in, in silence or on his own with his own close circle. Um, but, but I am really interested, um, that impulse to be like, I want to come on on this podcast and talk about it. I do kind of want to let you take the, take the floor a little bit and just be here for whatever kind of things you want to talk about. All right. Yeah. And I mean, I appreciate you guys letting me kind of crash the party on this one. Um, I mean, I think really the, 
kind of the main reason I wanted to, to jump on here and talk about it. Actually, Mike, you kind of gave me the idea. Like, and obviously this was Friday night when we first found out and everybody was, you know, posting about it on social media and stuff. And I was, um, you know, kind of like sharing a lot of other people's tweets and, and posts and stuff that were really well worded and was just kind of at a loss for words myself and wanted to find a way to kind of express myself and how I was feeling about this. And I don't know about you guys, I get kind of self-conscious with like posting on social media about that kind of stuff. Cause I don't want to feel like I'm doing it just cause everybody else is doing it. And like, I want to, you know, say something meaningful, but like not copy what other people are saying or whatever. And so I just, I don't know, I was feeling kind of weird about it. Um, and Mike, I saw something that you tweeted about, you know, just like not judging people based on how they're dealing with grief and how, you know, it's weird mm -hmm. when celebrities die. Cause like, you don't know them in person. Like it's not the same as losing a family member or somebody that you've actually, you know, had as a, a friend or somebody like in your life in person, but it can still affect you. Um, and I was like, Hey, you know what the heck? Like, let's talk about that. Like, I think doing a podcast would be a good way to just, you know, kind of be able to get your thoughts out, maybe ramble a little bit if you need to. Um, but you know, you don't have to perfectly succinctly sum up you know sum up everything you're feeling in one tweet it's just you know to kind of have a conversation with people and, and just kind of get those thoughts out i thought would be uh, a good way to go so that that tweet you're talking about is actually how i found out uh mike posted that tweet about people dealing and because that's i think very important and poignant to sort of be like people are gonna are gonna deal with things in their own way and and that we just as an internet culture are not the greatest at just letting people express themselves um and so i was really interested in that but obviously in my brain i was like well what happened and then when i logged into facebook to sort of see like what people were talking about mike was the first post that i also saw where he mentioned chadwick boseman so i like that that i'm so thank you mike for posting stuff like that on the internet i think that it's important to start conversations and i mean i'm i'm someone that i didn't know what to say either i have i have i don't really use my social media that often for anything mm. of importance so um I like that you're tweeting a lot with that and that there is this platform to then be able to just sort of ex express things that you otherwise can't, I don't know, find the words for, I guess, in different yeah. mediums. So, yeah, I, I guess for, for those who didn't see the tweet, but essentially what I said was, was, uh, I, you know, like just kind of ignore people who are going to try and gatekeep, uh, uh, your, your, your mourning, Yeah. Your, your grief on, on this on a subject like this because every time somebody famous dies there is the the um and and granted there are a lot of opportunistic people who are going to try and take advantage of it screen rant immediately posted like uh <laughs> what's going to happen in black panther 2 and it's like guys that like within an hour they posted that wow and then they took it down and then they made a statement but the statement was definitely not good enough um because it was in such such poor taste I, so that stuff's going to happen, but, but I think, uh, as is the case with a lot of internet culture and a lot of cancel culture, uh, right now you get a lot of people, uh, gatekeeping, uh, and saying things like essentially kind of what you were saying, Kyle, of, of like, well, you don't know the person. So what are you even like, what are you? What are you griping about? What are you upset about? Like, you don't have any right to be upset. And and my point was, like, no. Like, like you, people are going to grieve. And as long as it's respectful, like, as long as you do it. And, and to me, respectful means you take a step back, you think about it, and you try and be sensitive to 
um, sort of like the degrees of effect, right? Obviously, the people that knew him uh, and 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 loved him in a personal way are going to be the most deeply affected by it. So things like giving his family their privacy and and uh, uh, you know uh, uh, allowing them the room to to deal with it uh, is is the first and foremost. And then, you know, like the, the, his, his colleagues and stuff like that, like letting them kind of have the floor and, and talk about their experiences. But look like black Panther was a big deal. (laughs) That movie was a huge deal. Uh, I think that it was a cultural turning point. Um, I actually, I don't know that, that what is happening right now, um, with black lives matter and, and, the immediate response with George Floyd, like there's no way to, there's no way for us to know what effect black Panther directly has on something like that. But I am very confident in saying it had an effect, right? They, they, the, 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 um, the ease with which more people flocked to a movement like black lives matter this time around, as opposed to the first time, that black lives matter became, became a movement. Um, I think is, is a direct result of movies like black Panther making a lot of these issues into, uh, approachable, digestible entertainment. Right. And, uh, and, and like, you can find a bunch of instances of Chadwick Boseman actually talking about it. And on that level that, uh, they, that, that was, that that's kind of the point is that, is that it's a, a story that people are going to get into because it's a Marvel movie, but it has the capacity. He talked about this a lot in the lead up to it when they were making it sort of in between civil war and, and black Panther that it had the potential that there was this responsibility and this weight that it was going to, uh, that, that it had the potential to, to really affect people and change the way that they think. So stuff like T'Challa's accent was really important um to him uh, because he he kind of had a sense even when a lot of other people didn't that this character was going to mean something um and i think ultimately that's why why he did and so so black panther t'challa obviously the mcu is a major part of our our current pop culture zeitgeist all of that stuff means that a lot of people are going to be directly affected by this right um, so it, it's, it's definitely like, you can't discount that and you can't tell people that, uh, that they aren't actually grieving something because there is, there is a loss. There is, uh, a, something major there that, uh, that, that I think is real, that I think that people have to deal with and they have to process, but, uh, I, as long as you do it in a respectful way, I think that that it's okay. Like I think that that that's the most important part of it. So um, I don't know. Like like I I I posted that, and then I don't remember if I posted my story before or after that, but I posted a story about about going to Disneyland uh, in in 2018. So it was like a couple years after Black Panther. I I or not not a couple years after black panther a couple years after civil war i i and um civil war black panther and infinity war it all come out so uh and 
End no, Endgame was last year. I uh, so like obviously Black Panther is a big deal, and I uh, I they had Black Panther at California Adventure uh, over by the Marvel area. What what is now the Marvel area? But I uh, or I guess when it opens up again, it will be the Marvel area. Um, and th so there's a photo op. So I got we get in line to do the photo op, and Crystal and Kara do not care. They're, they're, they're not, they're, it's not that they don't care, but like, they just like, they're not as interested in a picture with Black Panther. Um, but I was really excited about it. Like I was like hyped up about it and the whole time I'm in the line and I'm thinking like, and I think I even said something to Crystal of like, like I can't, I can't do the Wakanda forever. Right. Like, like that's that, like I'm a white guy. I, that's a, <laughs> it's like, like th that, it, it, that belongs to, to somebody that is not me. I, I, to, to put a nice fine point on it. Right. Like that's, um, I don't want to, I don't want to be, uh, appropriating something. Right. Um, and, uh, I get up to the front of the line and, and, uh, go over to, and I'm watching, I'm watching everybody that goes before me, like, like who's doing what, how, how are the different people interacting or whatever. And, I. Uh, and it finally gets to me, and I go up, and 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 Black Panther strikes like a uh, like an attack pose, like he's got like like a classic like superhero, but with the claws out, right? And so yeah. I just go, okay, cool, that's what we're doing. So I just mirrored him, and I I it was awesome, and we took our picture, and and it was really cool because like because that's a perfect costume because all you can see is his eyes, right? So it's like like the guy standing next to me looks like the Black Panther. <laughs> I, uh, uh, as opposed to like when you meet Captain America and it's like, that's not Chris Evans, right? <laughs> right? It's like, like, yeah, you got, you got a real handsome, real jacked guy, but it's clearly not Chris Evans. Um, uh, so it's like the characters like Spider-Man and Black Panther. I think you get, you get like a little bit of extra, um, uh, uh, immersion because you can't see their face. Right. So like I was really giddy about it and kind of like caught up in the moment. And as as we're finishing this interaction, he turns to me and he he crosses his arms and does the Wakanda Forever thing. And 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 I just like reflexively did it back and and then walked away and was like, I hope that was OK. <laughs> like I hope. Like, <laughs> but but like I think because he initiated, I was like, I was like, I think I think I'm in the clear here. Like I wasn't like like being a, a, a weird uh, white guy acting like that's okay. Um, Martin Freeman does it in the movie when he like X's the, he like explodes the ship. So that's, yeah. that's what you were just protecting Wakanda <laughs> by being. The no, I, the, I don't. And, if, and if you weren't supposed to do it, he would have wagged his finger at you and said, we don't do that here. Yeah, exactly. I uh, exactly. Um, no, but like, and, and, and I, and I'm not saying that like, like all white people aren't allowed to, to do that. Right. I don't think that that's the case, but it's just like I was just like sensitive to it, right? I was just thinking about mm -hmm. it, but and so it was just it was a funny moment when it just like it just happened, right? And it it's one of those things where it's like it's no different than if I was doing a photo op with Cap, which we did previously, and if he salutes, you salute back. He's Captain America, right? Like if Spider Man puts his fingers out and does the web fingers, you do the web fingers. Like it's just. Like it's, it, it, it was just this moment where like, like, and, and reflecting on it in light of, of, of Chadwick Boseman's passing, it was very much like, that's how quickly 
this stuff became part of our culture, right? Became a part of the larger culture. Not, and, and, and because it's MCU and because MCU is such a big deal right now, it, it, it permeates everything. Right. Um, and, and as I said, in, in my post, like it, it's, Wakanda forever is on the level of may the force be with you or live long and prosper. Right. Like, and like undeniably it's on that same level of all of the stuff from the MCU. And like, I could make a dozen references right now off the top of my head. There isn't a single one of them that is as, uh, uh, like culturally adopted as Wakanda forever, which is, so amazing because I think 20 years ago, I uh, this would have been seen as a like a kitschy niche thing of like, oh, they're doing the black superhero, right? Like if you think about like Blade, right? When 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 Blade came out, that was very much like, oh, he's a different kind of superhero. He's a superhero and he's black. And he's a vampire. And it's like, well, okay, Blade's not really a superhero, but he is because he's part of Marvel. But like, so it, I, I think that, that, that it kind of shows where we're at, where a lot of people are at as a culture. It, it, it's very hopeful, I think, um, in, in, especially in the midst of everything else that's going on right now. It's a great thing to think about uh, uh, the, how, how, how successful that movie was and, and, and how much it changed things. But, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm still all these years after the movie has come out, it's still amazing how much that like sticks around and how important that is. Um, and that's from the perspective of a white guy, right? Like that's, that's, that's sort of from the outside looking in. Um, so yeah, I mean like it's, it, it it's a, I think in 20 years we'll look at it as a very important movie. It'll, 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 it, it's part of, and it's not, I don't think it's just uh, black culture, African-American culture, any of that, like all that stuff. I think it's also like you look at crazy rich Asians, I, uh, and, and I, um, uh, we've got Shang-Chi on, on the horizon. And I don't think like, like it's been said by a lot of people and I totally agree with it. And I echo it. We wouldn't be getting Shang-Chi without black panther first like that's like it 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 definitely has opened the door for that um and that's awesome that's great so i to me it's like yeah chadwick boseman just has this incredible legacy um not just as an incredible performer uh who who did a great job acting but who was also like an ambassador for the movie and and i mean like it, it, that's something that could, I think could wear on you really quickly. <laughs> the, the everybody like doing the Wakanda forever salute to you everywhere you go. Um, but, but I, I think he always took it, I, I, in, in, in the best way possible. And, and I think that that's admirable. I think that's, that's an incredible well, that's, thing. That's the beauty I think of what is resonating so much with people and why there's such a, is that, I think that Chadwick Boseman, I like, and this is like the beauty of science fiction and of, of comic books is that it creates a world in which we can, we can mirror reality. And Wakanda is a place that belongs to whoever wants to belong there because it's, it's a fictional 
world, right? Yeah. And but it lives within such a present reality and the problems that are that are focused on in that movie and just like um killmonger's like whole being speaks to like conversations that are really important right now and chadwick boseman being able to to own that character and that and be t'challa and 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 follow through with that i think he understood the importance of that when he took on that role and is part of of just the monumental sort of impact that he's had on these things that have changed and what he did to give back to kids. And I know a lot of what people are talking about is how even when he was dealing with cancer himself, that he would go and help kids see the light and see the future in, in visiting other like sick kids and, and making them realize that there was that he, I don't know that he was there and he, and that there was something to fight for. And I think that that's really cute. And, and also what I think is important because I think that you really you always look and resonate with things from your own experience and for myself what I found important about Black Panther is that diversity breeds inclusion and the female representation on Black Panther in important key creative roles and on screen Hmm. is unparalleled in any other Marvel movie. And I think that it is a fantastic and important part of that story and something that really resonates to me that T'Challa is surrounded by these beautiful, strong women and it doesn't in any way diminish his character and he lifts everybody up and they lift him up and he's able to be a man that's in love with a, with a woman who makes him stop his like stop in his tracks, but it doesn't in any way diminish the strength of his character and I just think the thing that is so great to me about stories like that is how they just lead, like you're saying, to more stories, to Shang-Chi, to, to Simi Liu being able to, to step into the light and, 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 and allow more representation in different ways. And I just think that that is fantastic. And I really am grateful to Chadwick Boseman for being the face of that. And I think he'll be, he'll be remembered for that for a long time. So, Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, like you guys are saying, I think that's part of the, part of the biggest revelation of all this like it's not like he just died suddenly it's you know it's both grappling with his death but then also realizing what he was going through this whole time um and even you know mike you talk about how he kind of never got old of of you know just being that character out in public and and being the face of it it's like it even kind of recontextualizes some things because i have seen like every once in a while you know you might see like a meme or something where he is doing like the wakanda salute like on a red carpet or something and it looks kind of tired and yeah you know i've seen people like joking about that like you know like it's like, oh, maybe he did get tired of it or, you know, like, heck, I would probably get tired of that if people came up to me and did that 500 times a day. But now you look back on it, it's like, well, maybe he wasn't like sick of it. Maybe he's looking all tired and exhausted because he just came from chemotherapy or something like that. Like, yeah. And just thinking of of all the stuff he went through, not just the grueling schedule of like filming those movies and the physical demands of it and all that kind of stuff, but then doing the press tours and doing the hospital visits and, and all the kind of stuff that he did. Um while fighting this battle, I mean, it just shows an incredible amount of strength. And it's, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's it's so sad to lose him and then find that out at the same time. It's like he was more of a, of a hero and just more of a, a strong, admirable person than we ever realized, like, while he was here. You know, it's like you wish, you almost wish he wasn't dead just so you could, like, give him credit for that, you know, um, and, and give him the, the appreciation that he deserved. But, um and you have to wonder, I mean, you know, you talk about how uh, Ryan Coogler, um, you know, talked about he found out at the same time as the rest of us when he died. I mean, I read his whole statement 
that he shared. And it was really powerful. I, I would suggest, like, I mean, obviously there's been a lot of tributes from from celebrities and stuff, but for anyone that hasn't read it, uh, read Ryan Coogler's statement that he put out. Um, and I think it's in, you know, Variety and, like, a bunch of those uh, magazines and stuff. I don't think he's on social media. Um, and then also just earlier today, Michael B. Jordan released a statement on his social media channels. And I think those are the, the two most you know, powerful yeah. and, and poignant tributes that I've read from some people who obviously knew him very well. Um, but Ryan Coogler said, like, he, he said he wasn't privy to the full details of his illness. So I would assume he knew something. I mean, especially, like, as a director, just knowing, like, when you can schedule your actor and stuff. I mean, if he was going through treatments and stuff, I'm sure he knew that something was up and maybe knew that he was sick with something or, yeah, you know, whatever. But obviously didn't know that it had progressed to the point that it had and, and didn't know all the full details of it. I even remember hearing some, like, unconfirmed rumors swirling around the Internet, like, when some of the next slate of Marvel movies started to be announced and when Black Panther 2 was announced. And there was, like, rumors going around that Black Panther 2 was going to be... T'Challa basically handing the mantle off to Shuri um, and and having her take over as the Black Panther, which I was like, that's a cool idea. And I would love to see that happen at some point. I think that would be a cool way to continue on the story of that character without Chadwick Boseman being stuck in the role forever. I mean, just like you have kind of Captain America being passed on to, to Sam Wilson and all that kind of stuff. But I was like, man, like T'Challa is this you know, hero that everybody loves. Like we got to have at least a couple more movies with him before you pass it on to somebody else. Like I was like, man, if this is true, I hope it doesn't happen yet. Um, and now, you know, knowing what we know, I'm like, Oh, well suddenly that holds a lot of weight. And I'm sure maybe the executives at Marvel or whatever knew again, maybe knew to some extent what was going on and knew that he probably couldn't continue with this forever. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me just, you know, it's, his his legacy, not even just with with uh, Black Panther. I mean, I feel like that's just sort of his crowning achievement after playing like Jackie Robinson and um, James Brown and Thurgood Marshall. And like, you know, he, he had already played so many like iconic black men. Um, and then, of course, you know, topping it off with Black Panther. And it's like now, no, again, knowing what we know about everything that he was going through and everything and just being a hero to so many kids and, and people around the world and everything, it's like. I'm sure someday we're going to get a movie about him, you know, like yeah. hopefully somebody on, on his same level of, of, you know, acting talent and, and just strength of character can bring that same just sort of strength and dignity that he had and, and be able to tell his story. If it's one that, you know, they want to be told, I'm sure they'd have to clear that with his family and him being as private as he was and, and not even, you know, wanting to share that information. Maybe they don't want to make a movie out of it and I'd be fine with that too. But um, I just think, you know, it's, it's a, he is a story and a person that, uh, you know, deserves to sort of be immortalized like that. Um, and I don't know. I mean, he wasn't just great as T'Challa. I don't know if you guys have seen any of his other movies. Um, I really enjoyed him in 42 as well. And I'm a big baseball fan. So, I mean, Jackie Robinson is, is one of my all time heroes anyway. Um, and the movie overall, it's, it's a pretty good movie. I mean, it is kind of like standard biopic fare to an extent, but, um, his performance in that is really great. Just Jackie Robinson's story in general is really great. Also, I feel like a highly underrated part of that movie is that's like an all time great performance from Harrison Ford. Um, I think he's fantastic in that movie and doesn't get enough credit for it. You have sold me, Kyle. I have a weird, uh, love of sport biopic movies like it's oh, so really? out it's so out of character for me like in terms of <laughs> yeah, all right. of the other stuff that i consume but i love i will now 
I'm going to watch that movie and I'm going to be so excited about it. So thank you for sharing that because I haven't seen it yet, but I totally, it's my jam. I absolutely just, it's such a weird, like side, side love of, of, uh, of movies. So thank you for sharing that. I'm, I'm excited. Oh yeah, no problem. I definitely recommend it. Um, yeah, Harrison Ford plays like the, the owner or the manager. I think he's the owner of the Brooklyn Dodgers who decides to, you know, take a chance and, and sign Jackie Robinson and beat the first team in baseball to have a black man play. So, um, yeah, that's a great movie. I haven't seen him in uh, Get On Up, which is the James Brown movie. Um, but I haven't, you know, I haven't seen, yeah, I haven't seen all of well, Get On Up, but I have, like, I've I've watched several clips from Get On Up, and he is like incredible in the clips that I've seen. Yeah. It's one of those I mean, movies I've, that's I've, like it's just I've it's I've never seen it on like a streaming service or anything like that. So it's just it's 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 one that I've missed, but. But it was, I remember when it came out, I was like, I want to see this. It was very similar to like when, when, um, when The Force Awakens was coming out and I wanted to know more about everybody that was in The Force Awakens. And I, I started watching Oscar Isaac stuff and was like, and it got to a point where I'm like, I'll just watch anything that this guy is in. And, <laughs> and with, with Chadwick, it was the same thing. It's like after seeing Civil War, I was like, this guy is so good. He's so yeah. good as this character. Like this character comes in and like when you really think about it, you think about Civil War. He has such little screen time um, compared to the other characters. And he's disconnected from the actual plot in a certain way. Right. Like like because he's he was he wasn't an Avenger. He wasn't part of the the um, Sokovia incident right he wasn't part of what happened in in um man where where is it that scarlet witch blows the guy up and whatever it doesn't matter but like he wasn't a part of that stuff so he's coming in and he's it's been a long time since you've watched civil war clearly amanda um but uh but he comes in and and he holds his own against these characters who are um in some instances like like sort of right at the top of their arcs like mm-hmm. like i would say that like like i i robert downey jr as as tony stark in civil war it's like where that character is at in that story is a very important turning point for iron man right and uh, uh obviously it's a captain america movie so you're competing with him uh and and chris evans robert downey jr <laughs> I uh, uh, thank goodness Chris Hemsworth's not in that movie because he would pull focus too. Like, <laughs> like I, I, but you do, you do have like Paul Rudd comes in and steals the show when he's making his jokes. The first appearance of Spider-Man in the MCU, like mm-hmm. civil war is a packed movie. And yet I think we all walked away from that going like, so when does black Panther happen? Like, right. like, like when do we get to see more from this character um and 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 for good reason i mean like he i think he just he just crushes it as that character from the moment that we first meet him like he 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 steps out to make his speech or whatever and you're just like okay yeah he is he's on the same level as these other guys we just we just haven't met him yet um, and, and, and so, yeah, I definitely walked away from, from civil war thinking like, I'll watch anything that, that Chadwick Boseman does. And, and I haven't like, it's, it's one of those things where it's, you just, 
some movies just kind of come and go and pass you by biopics, especially I feel like if you didn't like, if, if, if it wasn't easy, (laughs) if it's not like made really accessible, it's really easy for a biopic to happen and just like go. Right. And then you just kind of, I feel like unless it's like a person that you're really invested in, like, again, for me, like I went out of my way to go see 42 with my dad because we're both huge baseball fans. Yeah, for sure. And obviously as African-Americans, like Jackie Robinson's really important to us. James Brown, like, I, I, he's an icon, yeah. but I'm not like particularly a James Brown fan. So I saw, you know, the trailers for that and stuff. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go see that. But you could tell just from the trailers that Chadwick Boseman absolutely nailed that performance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like a very complicated character, a very complicated person um, in James Brown of like a very beloved performer, but a bit of a mess of a human and yeah. and uh, kind of famously uh, a, a complete and total asshole to a lot of people. But uh, but and so he had to he had to to embody that. And and what I've seen of that movie, which, like I said, like I've seen. I think I've seen probably 40% of it just by watching clips over the years on like YouTube and stuff like that. Um, he, he, he walks that line, which is really hard to be charismatic, to be, uh, entertaining and to, to, to have that element of it, but then be able to like turn on a dime. There's a, I think there's a scene in the movie where, where they're, they're practicing or whatever. And, and somebody like suggests something, and he like stops the whole rehearsal and he's like, I'm sorry, who are you? And the guy starts saying his name. It's like, it doesn't matter who you are. I'm James Brown. Do it the way I said said to do it. And it's like, it's this thing of like, he's being a total jerk, but also like, he's kind of got a point. Like, shut up, guy on the trumpet. Just do what you're told. Right. Yeah. Like, just like, stop. You're, you're messing up everybody else's rhythm or whatever um and yeah like that's a that's not an easy character to get and to carry a movie and be likable um and uh so yeah like that's it's he's just his his whole uh his whole career is full of that stuff uh 21 bridges is a really great example of like a movie that i would have zero interest in just not even remotely care about but because it's him i'm like Okay, yeah, I could watch this movie. Like, I could definitely mm-hmm. watch this movie. Um, to me, that's like a and and we don't really live in this era anymore. But that's like a that's like a TBS on a Saturday afternoon. I don't have anywhere else to be, and there's nothing yeah. else on, so I'll give this a try. Um, which we don't we're, now. We live in an on-demand world, so we can watch whatever we want whenever we want it. Um, but in, in a, in an era past, I, that's definitely how I would have watched that movie and I would have enjoyed it, uh, in that context. I am going to watch, uh, 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 the five bloods, which is on Netflix. Um, yeah, same that's, here. I, I, I just put that on my, on my list and I'll watch that. It's, but it's another one of those ones. This is always the hard part for me. I have to find a time to watch it when everybody else is asleep or out. Um, cause I don't think Crystal's going to want to watch it and I can't watch it in front of the girls. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know I, that Spike Lee has ever made a kid friendly movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's not really. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean like we, but, and then we've also just got his incredible performances in the MCU, which obviously we've all watched multiple times. <laughs> and sort of I think devoured. I haven't watched civil war. I think I've maybe watched it once or possibly twice, but it's on my like sort of like 
now frag very fragmented Marvel rewatch from this summer, but it's like the one that I'm waiting to like really just be like, I want to sit down and watch this movie. So it's there's a reason why I haven't watched it in a while, Mike. So I will say that it's because I'm saving it for like That's, I last. Haven't, I haven't watched Civil War in a long time. Yeah, um, I think Civil War actually might be my favorite MCU movie. Really? Yeah. That's, that's wow. yeah, I mean, like it's it's basically an Avengers movie, so I get that. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it, it, it really is. But I mean, the introduction of Black Panther is is a big part of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and I mean, I want to talk for a second about like not even just his performance, but just what that character and that movie means to people, and like him as as this, you know, a, a symbol, an icon. Um, and you know, like Amanda, you were talking about earlier, just like representation and, and the power of that and having that type of hero, like for, for young black kids to look up to, um, I think is just super important. It's something that like, even I maybe didn't quite understand the importance of it first. Um, cause like you almost get tired of hearing about it so much, like the, the hype leading up to the movie and all the talk about, oh, it's the first black hero in the MCU and blah, blah, blah. And like, first of all, for me, I actually really like the character of Falcon. And so I, there was almost something to me that was going like, um, excuse me, you guys are forgetting the other black hero that's already in there, even though he's like Captain America's sidekick. I love that dude. Um, and if you want to talk in terms of like representation and like kind of seeing yourself on screen, I almost find Falcon to be like a more relatable character because he's just like a regular dude that's just trying to get by. Um, and I can, relate to, I, I can relate to that more than, like, a king of a country. But, like, T'Challa is, like, that that icon, like, that um, – the ideal to aspire to. Not necessarily somebody that you look at and go, like, oh, that's me. Like, I'm in that same circumstance. And he does have some bigger, like, broader struggles that we can all relate to, right? Of, like, having this responsibility thrust on him and not knowing if he's ready for it. But having to kind of take this big step um, and trust the people around him and, and face these unknown challenges. Um, but, you know, I, I think, again, just having that, that iconic, you know, superhero for like a generation of, of especially young black kids, but kids of, of any, you know, race or age or, or gender to look up to, um, is huge. And it's something that I kind of realized more over time. And I'm even realizing more now as I hear more and more stories about Chadwick Boseman and see him going, you know, these videos of him visiting kids in hospitals and seeing all the, the tributes and stuff that people are posting online. Um, but even for me, like like black Panther is I love the movie, but it's not my favorite movie in the MCU. He's probably not my favorite hero in the MCU, although he's near the top of my list. Cause I love that character, but I love that character just as a symbol and what he stands for. And, um, you know, again, I, I almost love like the symbol of the black Panther more than like the actual character himself. Um, like I have three bumper stickers on the back of my car. I've got the Jedi order logo. I've got the Arizona diamondbacks logo, which is my favorite baseball team. And I've got the black Panther logo. Cause like around the time that Endgame came out, like I was at a comic con and wanted to get some kind of MCU thing. And they had, you know, all the different stickers and, um, like Thor has always been my favorite hero in the MCU, but like his hammer logo just looked, you know, it didn't make me think, oh, that's really cool. I got to get it. And I saw they had a silver like outline of black Panther helmet. And I'm like, that's what I want. So I've got that on the back of my car. I've got a Black Panther T-shirt that I wear all the time. Um, you know, my sister and I do the Wakanda salute to each other all the time. I mean, like Mike, like you were talking about that, just becoming a part of our popular culture. And yeah. as two, you know, black kids that grew up loving Star Wars and superhero movies, and we're both huge nerds, like 
of course we're going to Wakanda salute each other all the time. That's just like part of what we do now. Um, and actually, so my sister lives with my parents. Like they live a couple hours away from me and my sister's going to come visit me this weekend and we're going to watch a bunch of Chadwick Boseman movies. We're probably just going to watch all the MCU ones, um, you know, Civil War through through Endgame. But like my my most sort of profound memory of of Chadwick Boseman, just sort of the image of him, like the everlasting image of him that's going to be burned in my mind. Um, and the reason this was like such a heavy loss for for both of us when when we heard that um, that he had passed, you know, just made me think back to like the opening night of Endgame. You know, we're there with packed out theater, like I'm sure most of us were. Um, everybody's already you know losing their mind a bunch of times during the movie. We've seen uh, you know Cap lift the hammer and and all that other kind of crazy stuff that goes on in the movie. And then it gets to the part where Cap's you know beaten down, the shield's broken, Thanos is there with his huge army, and you're wondering how's he going to get out of it. And then you hear. You know, my dude Falcon, which, you know, that was already exciting. You know, he comes with the hay cap on your left and the portal starts opening. And T'Challa and Shuri and Okoye are the first three people to walk out of there. And me and my sister were losing our freaking minds. And, of course, part of it is just because you know what's about to go down. You know everybody else is coming out after him. And this is the moment where where all the heroes assemble and, you know, they're going to have the big final showdown. But especially for us, just seeing him be the first one out. And, you know, like... Because um, I'm pretty sure they had filmed this maybe before Black Panther came out. Because I think they filmed like Infinity War and Endgame at the same time. So it was probably already like in post-production when uh, when Black Panther came out. But you know they can rearrange that stuff in the edit and everything. Or, or do reshoots or whatever. And so the fact that they were the first ones to come out I'm sure was in direct response to that cultural movement of Black Panther. And, and what that meant to people and how huge that movie was. Um and so, yeah, that was just, you know, we saw him come out and we were like, that's our dude. And when he starts doing, you know, the army comes out behind him and he starts chanting, Bay." I was chanting right along with him. And, you know, it was just such a cool moment. Um, and, it, you know, it's funny because, like, people have talked about in interviews and stuff, like, is it, like, Chadwick Boseman even was wondering, like, you know, this is just a movie. Does it really mean that much to people? But then, um, you know, just sort of realizing the fact that, yeah, even though it's it's just a movie and it's fictional, like, it still can, you know, inspire people and give people hope and and um you know just giving us these these heroes to look up to and these moments to enjoy and he talked about it likening it to like a kid on christmas um and you know you as a kid you it's like a couple months ahead of time you wake up every morning just looking forward to christmas and, and waiting for that to get there and of course obviously now uh a lot of us adults that are into all this pop culture stuff you know still are kids at heart and still feel that same kind of joy and excitement with these characters so um yeah it was tough but i'm i'm definitely glad that we got all the stories with him that we did um and that we have those kind of memories and you know i was like as much as it sucks it's like can you imagine if that happened like before endgame like the fact that he fought cancer for four years you know and and uh was able to hang in there long enough that we actually got to see um somewhat of you know a conclusion to the story arc of that character Mm -hmm. Um, which obviously is not really important in the long run. Like, you know, if somebody dies and your first thought is like, oh man, but we don't get to see what happens to the movie. You know, it's like, it's obviously more important stuff than that. But um, again, that character in that story is hugely important to people. And so to be able to to have all those moments with him that we did have and, uh, you know, just get that, that joy and that hope and that inspiration that he gave to all of us is, uh, you know, sucks that it's, it ends here. But, you know, I'm just grateful for all of it that we do have. I, I actually am really curious 
be, again, because I just watched them over the weekend, but what you're talking about, that moment of him being him, them being the first ones to come out of the circle, something that I was thinking about while watching Infinity War that really like sort of solidified stuff for me is, and, and Mike and I have chatted about this before too, because Mike, while Mike is an Iron Man guy, I really like Captain America is the leader of the Avengers. Like he is the, like at his core, sort of this, like, but the beauty of the moment in Infinity War where they're all chasing towards the like um, the shield, and it's Captain and uh, T'Challa are mm-hmm. the first ones that hit that. Where you're like, they are the same core of a character in terms of like leadership and and heart and hope and just what what they say in Black Panther, right? Like you're a good man, and it's difficult for a good man to to lead, right? But yeah. that 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 at its core, I think is what makes these mu- these movies and this franchise so aspirational is because you do have, like you're saying, like he is this aspirational type character and that that is the, the beauty of, I think what I, what, at least what I look for in, in, um, in sort of escapism is like, what are, what is going to hold us up and, and show us a light in humanity and, and like what we want to be at. And, and I think that it is very intentional. The more that you're saying that obviously it's intentional, they made the movie, but so I think it's so important that he is the one that comes out of that because Cap- Doctor Strange has a certain amount of sort of knowledge and all this stuff, but he wouldn't, it wouldn't be like, you can't put him there and Thor was already out. And it just, it just makes sense that it would be T'Challa. Like he's the most important person that wasn't in that, like wasn't alive and wasn't there. And I think that that's mm-hmm. the biggest hole that they were trying to recognize. Anyways, thank you for that. It's just really interesting yeah. to sort of see like those moments through a different, through a different lens for sure, because it's, it is. It's so. I think it's so important just how T'Challa and and Captain work off one another and and sort of reflect the important parts of the Marvel universe. So, I think I think the thing that that T'Challa symbolizes in that moment um, and the reason why why he has to be the first one that we see because we we hear we hear Sam first, but he comes out after that right like he comes mm-hmm. flying out in circles as everybody else is as as all of the other portals are starting to open um and i think like it it is so important because uh, a lot of what you just said amanda where it's like that's it if cap has an equal um in another character it is it's t'challa right like they are they're 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 cut from the same cloth um but but it also uh it cues the audience the last time that we saw that character he was leading that army right and in his movie it's like he 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 battled and 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 he 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 won that that like twice over he wins that right um and uh, uh that that loyalty of, of that army and we know that the wakandan soldiers are all awesome and badass and 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 all of that sort of thing so when we and see ladies. him it's 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 uh yeah with it with okoye and shuri right next to him it's a signal to the audience before they even realize it like oh we just leveled the playing field like like t'challa because because if sam comes out you're like okay it's another superhero right and it's like, well, okay, are four of them really going to make a difference? It's like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I guess if Doctor Strange can get back, if, if you know, like, if some of these other characters can get back. But, but by seeing T'Challa first, by seeing the Black Panther first, and the way that he kind of just nods at Cap, 
it's like like he's nodding at Cap to say like like you did it you held you held it for long enough and now we're gonna finish it right like Mm -hmm. and it's it's one of those things like look it's not a secret to anybody listening to this podcast I think that that sequence is one of the greatest sequences ever put to film like that from that moment from the moment that Cap tightens that shield on his arm ready to Uh, die so good yeah so ready to die fighting Thanos the cinematics of of that scene and how far apart Thanos and Captain R and there's nobody else and you just got this big oh yeah I mean I can't tell you how many times I've rewatched the clip on YouTube of like people that filmed that scene in the movie theater on opening night so you can hear like the live audience reaction of people experiencing that for the first time because that's honestly one of my favorite movie going memories ever oh yeah um it's incomparable and like i said i mean part of it is you know again having that experience of, of me and my sister being there and and just that shared joy of seeing black panther come out but also just you know the culmination of all these years of stories in the mcu and seeing all these characters come back together um it was just you know it's it's nuts yeah i there, there's there's no other character i think that could could have come out of of the portal first and and had the impact that that he does um and it's also i'm mean, like it also lends to a build-up towards like uh, uh one of the other most important characters which is funny because they they appear for the first time in the same movie which is spider-man like i think mm-hmm. when when because then you get the like it cuts from them to sort of all of the portals opening up and then it cuts to the portal with Doctor Strange, the Guardians, and then Spidey comes out last, right? Yeah. Of that of that portal, and and the mask comes off, and you get the reveal of Tom Holland, and every like that's one of those that's like the second place that people cheer. I find yeah. like in those videos is that they lose it for T'Challa, and then they lose it again for Spider Man, yeah. and then it's and then it's a lot of like sustained cheering, and then when. Uh, when giant man bursts out of the ground, there's like another, like, yes, people <laughs> yeah. just like lose their minds of like, cause, cause that is the perfect moment of, of Dr. Strange going like, is that everybody? And Wong goes, what you wanted more. And it's like, Oh no, there is more <laughs> like one more. <laughs> I, thing. So good. It's so good. Did I know that he was called giant man? Because it's so funny and great. And I don't know if I knew that. that you don't was... know. Oh yeah. Well, I, I mean like he's Ant-Man. That, that was but... the big version. I know yeah. giant man. It's funny. Oh, <laughs> yes. There's, there's the several worst. names for that character when he okay. can upsize as opposed to shrink. But okay. uh, yeah. Uh, in biggin as uh, Miss Marvel would say. Yeah, um, sure. But yeah, I, I, yeah, and then and then just throughout that sequence, I mean, like I think that that Black Panther has one of the standout moments when uh, when when he gets the gauntlet when it's like when it's like because uh, it's a great moment of I uh, I that calls back to Civil War when they're fighting and I uh, I and Hawkeye is fighting t'challa and and he's like he's like hey we haven't met i'm clint and and t'challa goes i don't care (laughs) (laughs) and then and then in endgame it's uh hawkeye's got the gauntlet and and he's about to be overtaken and and t'challa like lands and he goes clint give it to me and then he takes it and he does like his 
basically like uh, a football run with it, right? Like yeah. we go through that sequence of, of passing the football. Um, but he gets a really extended sequence of of going through and he charges up the suit and then he does the slam and it's all very cool. And then he hands it off. He hands it off to Spider-Man, right? I think he does. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Which is like, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I, uh, all the characters get such great moments, but, but I, I don't know, man, there's something about, about black Panther that, that he, uh, like just stood above so much and and like black panther like the movie in terms of the plot um there's like the wakanda aspect of it where it's like we've got the royal ceremony stuff that's very unique but in terms of like like the 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 third act it's the same third act as every marvel movie where you have to fight like every solo movie every first solo movie or in the instance of iron man all of them you have to fight the dark version of yourself, right? You have to fight Shadow Link and 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 uh, defeat him, and then reabsorb that lesson into your own character. Uh, it's that's how superheroes work. That's the mythic storytelling of it. But um, not just because of Chadwick Boseman, because I think that Michael B. Jordan deserves a great deal of credit for his performance right. as Killmonger. But um, I don't know. Like I'm more invested in that than I am in a lot of the third act superhero fights um no i i completely agree um and like i was saying earlier like you know as, as much as i love black panther like it's it's not my favorite movie and i agree with some <laughs> of the criticisms of it that it does get a bit formulaic at times and my favorite parts of that movie are not the special effects or the action scenes or really the the overall plot really it's the character arcs of t'challa and killmonger it's the performances of really the entire cast i mean chadwick boseman and michael b jordan kind of stand at, at the front of the line, I guess. But, um, I mean, top to bottom, that whole cast does a, a phenomenal job, but then also just fleshing out this world of Wakanda. And like I talked about earlier with, uh, the black Panther being like a symbol and a, a character that people not necessarily relate with in terms of like, Oh, Hey, that's me in my daily life. But that's, he's, he's very much like a, a an ideal to aspire to. And Wakanda is kind of the same way. Cause it's very much rooted in, um, you know, elements of, of modern black culture as well as, you know, traditional African culture. I mean, I love that you've got like the skyscrapers with like the the grass hut roofs on them, you know. Um, but the fact that it's it is very cultural and, and traditional and uh, rooted in, you know, its its roots and its ancestry. It also is super technologically advanced and it's this thriving, you know, probably the, the most technologically advanced civilization in the world. Um, and so that too is, is something really cool for, uh, you know, again, like, and I've never had this experience personally, but people that live in like, you know, poor areas or, um, you know, when you think of like the, the oppressed parts of like black society in America um, and looking at that as like, man, that's what, what black culture could be. That's what our community could be. Um, is just a really powerful symbol as well. And so, and that of course, combined with just like the costumes and the music and the production design, um, they just did a, a phenomenal job, you know, breathing life into this, this fictional world that I think was something that people really needed to see in this day and age. So, um, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I mean, those, those are my favorite elements of the movie beyond just the, the plot and the fight scenes and the typical Marvel stuff. It's those extra details and just the world building that, that makes it really pop. 
Yeah, totally. Um, cool. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think that we could go on forever and ever, but I, 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 I don't know. I think that we've, is there anything else that you wanted to cover Kyle or Amanda? I don't think so. I mean, like you said, there's, you know, we could talk about this forever, but I think yeah. we've kind of hit on all the big things. I do. I do think at the end of the day, one of the things that's so great about, about having this community and this podcast and is, is, speaks to your tweet that you were talking about, Mike, is that everybody has something that resonates with them. And I think that stories are, are what makes the world go round and people that tell those stories are important for different reasons to different people. And I just, I'm really, I'm really grateful that people feel like they can share and that they can connect with, with, with people that are storytellers. And I, um, I just hope that people will continue to do that and continue to share stories that inspire them and, and be grateful for people like Chadwick Boseman and, you know, lots of amazing artists that have, that have also inspired us and left us too soon. Um, and so I'm just, again, it's just a really cool community to have stories that resonate with people that they actually want to talk about it and that they connect with the people that have told those stories. I think that that's really important. And it also inspires more people to become storytellers. Cause I think that that's important. I think, I think that it's important to, to share, yeah. share what you can share your talent and, and make the world a little less dark with whatever gifts you can. So yeah, I, I'm I, grateful for him. I think that's the, I think that is the biggest thing. And I, and I think they, they, when we talk about that legacy, they, they, uh, they Chadwick Boseman leaves behind. Um, yeah. Black Panther is pretty cool. Right. Like I think we all agree. Black Panther is pretty cool, but I think that the important part is going to be that inspiration. It's, it's, I, mm-hmm. uh, his his performance and his storytelling with that character amongst the other great performances that we have from him um they're they're gonna inspire a whole generation of i mean like like primarily i i I think we talk about the the young black kids that are gonna look at that and go hey i want to i want to do that i want to grow up to be the black panther i want to grow up to tell stories like this um but I just think I think a lot of people like I think that just across the board and I think that that's one of the the most important parts of that legacy is that with that character, he managed to um, very specifically highlight a culture and a possibility and a potential like you're talking about, Kyle, like when we look at Wakanda and we look at, at that world, that's that's great. I don't think that we would believe the the skyscrapers with grass roofs and so like like with the right, with that aesthetic right. i don't know that that you would buy that without the incredible performances from from the actors and 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 like he is the most important part he's the keystone in that right because he is the lead character he and, is he is the king of with him running same with him running around in a you know a suit that explodes purple energy yeah, like that's purple, not the part a black and purple you. pajamas right just yeah, yeah. just like a cat yeah like like it's a it's a it's a big leap <laughs> it is a, it's a, it, <laughs> there's a lot of trust that the audience has to put in that character um and and he makes it easy he makes it effortless that like yeah it makes sense why this guy dresses up as a black panther right like it's yeah. it's all it's logical um uh, and and I mean like the sequence uh, in the in the 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 ancestral plane, right? Like that we we haven't even talked about that. Like that that's a hard sell 
And yeah, you're in a you're in a series of films where you've got like Doctor Strange and you've got the Guardians of the Galaxy. So we're kind of we're kind of already in for that. But you've got him coming from Captain America Civil War, which is very grounded. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, um, and now a scene from The Lion King. Right. Like, <laughs> like, which is sort of the joke that everybody makes. Yeah. Um, but but very much like like to me that those sequences, because there's two of them in the movie, like those are those are two of the best sequences in the film. Like that, that mm. stuff's incredibly moving um, when it could be really, really silly and could take you out of it. Right. But, yeah. and it contrasts to the third ancestral plane movie, like sequence in that with Michael B. Jordan's like Killmonger's yes, that's ancestral true. plane. Yeah, you're right. And the contrast for that, that, yeah. that again, at the core of that, of that movie is the grounded reality of, of, you know, modern, conversations about race and and diversity and inclusion and and what community means to bringing up children that feel like they belong or feel like right i think it i think it's an it's important and it it the contrast is i think part of that too yeah yeah for sure yeah i mean i think last thing i wanted to say about about chadwick boseman like i mean we talked about obviously his strength just to to fight the battle that he fought but even hearing all these tributes pour in from people that he worked with in the mcu and and all that kind of stuff like one thing that really becomes apparent is that like he in a sense was that character like off screen like especially not only like the the hero king of t'challa but then also like a legend like jackie robinson and people talk about like just this sort of strength and dignity and grace that he brought to all these performances and it like wasn't fabricated like that was who he was and so it was easy for him to imbue his characters with that um which i think makes him just that much more of a role model to aspire to um you know just i don't know i don't know where i was going with that but um yeah just about him it's about him as much as it is about the character, I think, and that's important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and he really is, like, he's just as much of a hero to aspire to as these characters that he plays. Um, and, again, not just because he did all that while fighting cancer, which is amazing in its own right, um, but just because of, of who he was as a person and his uh, just, you know, you hear people talk about the things that he cared about and the way that he interacted with people and treated people and um, just his you know, his, his passion and his curiosity as an artist. And, um, you know, I won't get into all this stuff, but just stories that people have shared about even things that he contributed to on black Panther. Like initially they wanted him when he was introduced in civil war to just have a British accent, because that's just kind of the typical thing in Hollywood, right? Like when somebody yeah. comes from a foreign country, like, Oh, you just give him a British accent. Cause it sounds kind of exotic, but like, everybody's heard it before and they can understand it. And he was like, well, no, if he's supposed to be the king of this African nation, and then I'm going to get like a solo film where we're in that African nation, like it needs to sound like he's from Africa. And, you know, he kind of pushed for that and challenged some of the boundaries, even of what they were trying to do with this character. So um, just, you know, it sounds like, again, I, I not to talk like I knew, knew him or anything, but um, just sounds like he was a, a really special and unique talent and person. And uh, yeah, just, sad that he's gone yeah for sure um awesome i i think that was a great conversation i think it's 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 a difficult one right like it's how do you how do you eulogize someone that you don't actually know (laughs) Mm -hmm. but but um but i do think it's a it's it like i 
upset with that initial tweet, like like not letting people gatekeep that um, and tell you that you that your grief over it is invalid in some way. It's like if you feel it, you feel it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, a conversation like this, I think, is a really really great way, a really healthy way, a really respectful way to to process something like that. So I would, I mean, I would encourage people to just have conversations like this with your friends about uh, about how how his art affected you because because i mean like if you're listening to this podcast it did i'm like i'm i'd yeah. be very surprised to hear from somebody who's like yeah i didn't really like the mcu or black panther <laughs> it's like okay well you're <laughs> listening to the wrong podcast um like that's definitely our community so uh yeah and obviously you can engage with us on social media and that sort of thing um I Kyle, you want to uh, let people know where where they can uh, where they can follow you, where they can find you, all over the internet. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to follow me personally on uh, Twitter, I'm at Slim Avery, um, and I'm one of the hosts of Star Wars: The Saga Continues here on the Thunderquack Network. You can find us at uh, at Star Wars TSC on Twitter, um, and our website is StarWarsTSC.com. Um, and yeah, just appreciate you guys letting me join in for this episode um i mean like you said mike i think this has been for me personally this has been a really good way to just kind of process this hmm. um you know I, I feel like all weekend you know i've been thinking about this and and just feeling kind of bummed about it and you know not like completely heartbroken like you would be if you lost a family member or something but you know again it's it's weird when it's somebody that you don't know but just feeling kind of I felt like I had this kind of cloud hanging over me and, and it's been good to just kind of get some of these thoughts yeah. out and, um, you know, I've had a good time. So cool. Uh, well, we really appreciate you coming on and, and being a part of the conversation. Um, it's great. Uh, well, I, that's it for the episode. That's it. We're going to take next week off uh, and then we'll be back. Uh, we'll actually be back in a couple of weeks. We've got another guest coming on i don't know amanda if, if you're if you're gonna uh, join matt and i but uh matt campbell and i are gonna do a uh mm-hmm. we're gonna uh fan cast the the mcu x-men um uh-huh. in an upcoming episode mm. so uh-huh. i i look forward to that it's a conversation that he and i have been like sort of preparing for a while so it's something that i might let you roll about. with that then we'll yeah, see. yeah. <laughs> um but uh, i'll give you the sneak preview uh, John Boyega as Wolverine. That's that's Ooh. that's the hill I'm gonna die on. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> bang that drum un, until I, I they cart me away uh, <laughs> in a straitjacket. But uh, uh, yeah, I think he would be awesome. So we're gonna have a whole conversation about that. I'll explain why I think he would be really great in that role because um, I think that a lot of people would would feel that that's counterintuitive compared to Finn. But um, We'll have that. We'll have we're we're gonna have our lineup of the X Men, and then we're gonna uh, each cast those characters. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, but until then, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Stay safe, everyone. Wash your hands and be kind to one another. Wakanda forever. Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. 
And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access, ad-free episodes, and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.